Welcome everyone, this is the 31 Days of Dread, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, and this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. That's 30, if you can't count, that's 31 movies celebrating the greatest genre of them all, the greatest experimentational platform of them all, the greatest young filmmaker discoverer of them all. It is horror, 31 days coming at you. Look out, ghouls and ghosts, it gets spooky. Alright everyone, coming out of that intro hot, this is what I call the telethon portion of the podcast. This is where I pitch myself to you for your support. Your support means everything to me because we're, we're, we're fighting. The AKA Pad Army is fighting against algorithms everywhere algorithms I, I ate some cereal earlier today i dumped it into my bowl and it was full of algorithms okay bad joke all right sharing this podcast telling your friends about it leaving comments leaving reviews this is how we grow aka pads audio audacity your support there is more valuable than than than, than anything other than like a high five in person because i'd love a high five in person AKA Patterns, what's up? It is the 31 Days of Dread. It is day 19 on day 20. We're behind just because uh, I'm just in a film haze and I'm recording a lot of side tangents. Uh, one of them being a uh, another episode to accompany this episode. And that would be The Muppets Haunted Mansion. And holy crap, it's it's a good comparison. Watching this movie. Uh, what, what year did this movie come out? It came out in... 2003 right around Pirates of the Caribbean somewhat kick-starting this uh, theme park subgenre within the Disney library very similar to the live-action remake subgenre very cool stuff and yeah you know, I'm just kind of I'm recording I'm watching I'm recording I'm re-watching I, I just watched this movie again because I wanted some of the plot to sink in because we uh, we essentially have Eddie Murphy, I almost said Eddie Murray, Eddie Murphy, like in the movie Hook, but it's not about Neverland, it's about a haunted mansion, him and Robin Williams, their their characters and their plights echo, they're trying to connect with their children, they're trying to have that work-life balance they have jobs that are very demanding they're very ambitious people they have very understanding wives these two echo on top of one one another it doesn't mean that this is not a successful movie this is also one of my bucket list movies can i slow down (laughs) um being bucket list movie is uh this movie has been on my radar for far too long uh, my personal story with this movie is back when this came out, two, 2003, I was still doing my comic book. It was called Eyes of Asia. I mean, brought on this guy, Buzz, to help wrap up the fourth issue. And that's where things really fell apart because the sales for the fourth issue weren't there. I wanted to pull the plug, not have it go to the press. At the time, it might have been like six to $700. I really didn't want to pay it. 
and yeah, I had a falling out with with my co-creator. Uh, his name was Ken Hazer, and he you know he's still out there rocking and rolling, drawing. I'm sure he's drawing every single day. And yeah, so for Christmas, uh, Buzz and I got like very close, and I bought this dude Buzz the like the art of or the making of the Haunted Mansion movie. And lo, lo and behold, he got uh, it for Christmas by that point. <laughs> because he loved horror. Anything horror, anything zombie he was drawn to. And this movie, design-wise, design-wise, and, sh- and shooting-wise, has some of the best zombie and undead ever on film. I would put this very high on the list of film shot zombie slash undead there's a giant mausoleum sequence in this movie great callback uh earlier in the movie the kids afraid of spiders you know bing bang boom we're in the mausoleum (laughs) mausoleum he's got to help eddie murphy escape guess what covers the door spider so it's it's that type of like um approaching and overcoming your fears that a young child would connect to they would uh, see into that and they would know like it would be a lesson learned for them this is where this movie is very powerful now where it fails i think it's a lot of it is audience expectation i think people wanted the like explanations and backstories of the theme park ride of the um the, the queue they call it the queue okay now the queue when you're waiting in line tells a story Disney does this, like, you know, I don't know. I can argue some of Universal, because I think Universal cues are, some of them are as good or better than uh, Disney. Transformers, The Ride, and Spider-Man. I am looking at you. But, no. And, like, I, like it's, it's tough to backtrack the timeline. Because there was, like, I know there was an expectation of more of this backstory it was disappointing when some of the, like, you know, like, it just wasn't there. Like, there wasn't enough of the experience of the physical attraction in the movie. But since this movie, the Haunted Mansion, like, as a, as a um, tentpole has magnified and duplicated and triplicated Funko Pops comic book series... There is a definite lore now around the Haunted Mansion. And I really feel like if this movie didn't, like, not do what it did, I I just feel like, you know, like, there would have been less to explore because it would have been like a Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean effect where Pirates of the Caribbean was so successful, it only became about Jack Sparrow. And even those later movies, which I think are great, um, they have, you know, like, they don't have the trinity of characters. You know, like, it's, they're just not there. Because you want those characters in every single movie, including Jack Sparrow. And you cannot make a Pirates movie without Jack Sparrow. You cannot have that franchise now without Jack Sparrow. If this movie was successful, some of the lore and mythos of the Haunted Mansion would have been solidified and locked in. With that being said... And, you know, like, I, online comments and, and back and forths, I say this a lot, because to, to test a person's reach and understanding and vernacular, you know, like, I always, I, I ask them, like, 
what's a well-directed movie? And they jump to obvious crap. Well, I think this movie, indoor shot, lots of effects, uh, comedy, is a wonderful, like, it's a masterclass on, on warehouse shooting, warehouse lighting. This movie looks incredible. It is a well-directed movie. As with, like, that uh, Mark Wahlberg Invincible movie. Incredibly well-crafted, well-directed. So, a lot of people always equate the best movies are the best directors. And if you develop a film... Uh, I'll say, like, if you develop, like, a film language... Okay, like where you kind of see through these movies and you understand a little bit more about the language of the movie. The movie doesn't have to be good to be well directed. You know, if the movie lands and it's amazing or whatever, there is so much luck that goes into that. And yeah, sometimes it's engineering. Sometimes it's really strong scripts that they, you know, stick to. And, you know, like you guys get it. But Rob Minkoff. He's our guy behind this movie. He is one of the directors of Lion King. He made both Stuart Little movies. Awesome. He made this. He Look, The Forbidden Kingdom, Flypaper, Peabody and Sherman. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the, uh, the, the DreamWorks, right? Or was that PDI? One of the two. Blazing Samurai. <laughs> Haven't seen that. That's a 2001 movie. I, I got to check that out. But the dude has chops. TV directing, short films. He is a incredible director. In- incredible. He's incredible. So, you know, like you got to push back sometimes because you have to be able to notice good sound, good makeup. You have to know cinematography. You have to know how, how some of these films are put together to, you know, like give them concessions and you, you give them a curb sometimes when you consider their quality. Our writer, <laughs> here we go, ready? Elf, elf, like that's all we need to know. David Birmingham, uh, Zoom, you know, he, he wrote this, of course. Uh, Zoom, which is a highly uh, overlooked superhero kids movie. Spiderwick Chronicles, a forgotten movie of the Harry Potter wannabes, but still good. And Strange Magic, and I'm not familiar with Strange Magic. What is... Let me see. Let's click on Strange Magic. Oh, okay. You know, it's that's a that's a computer animated one. Looks looks interesting, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> Box office wise, uh, this movie made 182 million. It cost nearly 100 million. So disappointment. But Disney was able to move into this theme park run. And and here's the rundown of theme park Disney movies: Tomorrowland. Huge bomb. Country Bears. I guess that somewhat broke even. Mission to Mars. What uh, I was I aware of that? I believe that's a Robert um, De Palma movie, right? Dinosaur. I, I wasn't aware Dinosaur was based on a theme park ride. Uh, <laughs> Tower of Terror. Uh, that stars Steve Gutenberg. Kind of forgot about that. Haunted Mansion. I was well aware of. Pirates of the Caribbean and Jungle Cruise. So... It is a, it's a subgenre of movies now. It's not, it shows you the power <laughs> of the Walt Disney Company. But everyone, 
if you got kids, if you got kids and you want somewhat of like a full house lesson, a full house mentality, and with amazing visuals, uh, awesome special effects, there is some creepiness to this. I'm, like I said, the spiders, the, the whole mausoleum scene is awesome, okay? That'll freak out any kid. This movie's worth watching. And look, look, you can say what you want about Eddie Murphy, but he created the template for future comedians with his career. Meaning, you get in raw, you get in hard, you get in punching people in the nose, but you eventually learn to do family movies because guess what? Being vulgar is easy. Doing family is hard. So many people fail at it. This is a good attempt. It's a good run. So everyone, 31 Days of Dread, day 19 on day 20. I love you. Until next time. And to continue this telethon, we're not talking about high five. There's other ways to support me. I, I'm a living professional. I'm a full-time freelancer. Anything you see on this, like here on this podcast or see my social media, I, I make everything. It's all made by me. That's a part of my pitch to you. And you can purchase professional services through akapad.com that's a pipeline to me if you want to send me a message but also while you're there you can sign up for my newsletter you're going to get deals you're going to get coupons you're going to get two free trading cards mailed to you free worldwide and they're two wolf pack trading cards two original characters you know for upcoming comic book work and speaking of comic books you can go to etsy type in uzi Susie, and that's where you're going to find my mini comic you can purchase existing issues and pre-order upcoming issues along with bundles if you missed any like issue one, two, or three or whatever. There, Uzi Susie is waiting for you. And keep an eye on Indiegogo. A lot of my bigger comic book projects will be available through Indiegogo. All of those updates will be here on this podcast. So if you're a regular listener, I'll let you know we can rock and roll from there. So everyone. Thank you so much, and feel free to reach out to me on social media, aka Pad69, Instagram, and Xbox. That's right, you can play Halo with me. Just straight up aka Pad on Twitter, straight up aka Pad on the Facebook. My business page is there, my personal page is there. Hey, be a personal friend of mine. I don't care. Let's talk movies, let's talk creativity, let's talk fun, and just who cares? Do you like, you know, the Transformer movies? I love them. We can talk about that all night. So meet me there and we'll rock and roll. Let's get talking. We got a movie to discuss.